0: Hi, welcome to the Vine Church Podcast. We've got a great speaker today. Hope you enjoy. I want to preach this morning the Word of God, the most powerful thing on the face of the earth. My title this morning is, Have You Been Foxed? Have You Been Foxed? And uh, and those of you that were watching the sports results yesterday, from whatever sport, I have a question for you before I get started. did any of you catch the amazing sports result of a young lady called Lindsay Vaughn? Anybody here? Nobody. Maybe I just imagined it and dreamt I had a bad dream. But Lindsay Vaughn is one of my new heroes because Lindsay Vaughan won yesterday the 80th World Cup medal for alpine ski racing 80th world cup medal so what's amazing about that i'll tell you what's amazing about that lindsay vaughn has broke more bones has more metal plates and screws in her body than anybody you know she's torn as many ligaments as you can imagine but she never allowed herself to be outfoxed by defeat and kept going let's give it up for lindsay vaughn Check it out on Google. Her clip is totally amazing. I love it. And so my talk today is about your mindset. And uh, Dr. Carol Dweck in her amazing groundbreaking book has written a book called Mindset. And she discusses that there are two kinds of mindsets. There are fixed mindsets and there are growth mindsets. But I want to introduce a third one called The Foxed mindset. I was in two minds about this, but I love how God confirms his word before you even preach. I was having the most amazing bacon roll at Andy and Audrey Stapley's house yesterday morning, and he was reminding me who he used to work for. He was a top man in the Foxy's Biscuits world. And as he was talking, I saw it. That's it right there. There are only two kinds of people on the earth, those that live on the foxes' crumbs or those who live on heaven's bacon rolls. And when I was sitting eating that delicious bacon roll, I thought, that's it. It's the bread of life or the foxy's biscuits. And so that's where I'm going today. And I'm believing for miracles today because when the Holy Spirit renews your mind, renews your mind, from a fixed mindset to a growth, a faith growth mindset, you're a new person. And here is the thing. Many people were confused because they think, well, I got a, mini, a winning mindset, so I'm okay. Let me just say right at the start, before I get into this, you may have a winning mindset, but you could still have a fixed failure mindset. Many of you are old enough to remember the great John McEnroe. John McEnroe was wonderful to watch because John McEnroe was a winner. But did he have a growth faith mindset? No, he had a fixed failure mindset because all it took was one little referee's decision, one little you know mistake by a, 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 a one of the linesmen, and he would explode. And be the rudest, most disgusting young man on the face of their treating publicly officials with zero respect. And so, I want to help us to see you may be, oh, I'm a winner, I'm a winner. But you may still be defeating yourself with a fixed mindset. Is that clear before we start? Is that clear? Clear as mud, Lindsay. There we go. Okay, so let's get started with this one. So, James 1 Begins with amazing, maybe one of the most difficult scriptures in the Bible, but it's brilliant. One of easy to read, difficult to put into practice. Consider it pure joy. Here is a faith growth mindset. Consider it pure joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so you might be mature and not lacking anything. A faith growth mindset understands that when chaos shows up, when something goes wrong, when somebody lets you down, when your plans don't work out, God is up. Do something even more awesome because he loves you. Can we applaud him for that, guys? He's up to something better. He's up to something amazing. And you know, when I read that yesterday morning, I like to give myself a new strap line every day. Yesterday's strap line was I'm going to make if that is true, I'm going to make chaos my best friend. This was on Friday. Chaos, my best friend. Because if God is doing something amazing. And it very often comes through chaos. I want the amazing stuff on the other side of chaos. I know it's crazy. I know you're not meant to tempt God. But I think I maybe blew it. Because at 12 o'clock that night, I was in an ambulance flying through to Krakadeh with my brother on oxygen fighting for his next breath. <laughs> I love how God just puts you to the test. And I had a choice in that moment to return to a fixed mindset or to sit there in the ambulance and say unto God, you are always up to something good, even in the midst of chaos. We can applaud God for that. Come on, come on, guys. He's up to something good. And so how on earth do you consider it pure joy when stuff happens, but that's what it means to feed on heaven's bacon rolls and not the foxy's crumbs. And so, God's intention from the beginning that every single one of his children would live in this pure joy, that's until Adam and Eve were outfoxed in the Garden of Eden. I was asking myself the question as I like to test myself, I wonder if any stranger Past me in the street at any given moment would detect one single ounce of that pure joy I'm supposed to be living in and and yet we are instructed not encouraged not counseled not suggested we are instructed to consider every single trial as pure joy and Carol Dr. Carol Dweck's materials are now in most of our schools, most of our colleges, because people are waking up to see something amazing is going on, and it's, I love it because she's described as the new psychology of success. I love when they—I th- <laughs> love when they think that there's anything new under the sun, because the Bible makes it clear there's nothing new under the sun. Oh. Growth, faith, mindset comes from the Word of God hundreds and thousands of years ago. People were just discovering it and putting their name on it, but it's all been there, and we'll see that in a moment. And so, let me just begin by sharing what she suggests is a fixed mindset. This is brilliant. And I, I, when I read this, I thought, oh, that's not me, I'm a winner, but hey, it took me apart. A fixed mindset is one that is fear-based, it don't take no more risks, it struggles to take criticism, woofed, and it goes into a tailspin when things don't work as planned. Come on, guys. That's John McEnroe right there. So let me say it again. A fixed mindset is one that's fear-based, it no longer takes risks, Struggles to take criticism and goes into a tailspin when things don't work out as planned. That's a very, very simple, 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 simple um, Jimmy Dow's version of what she says. A growth mindset is one that thrives on trials, challenges, takes risks, handles criticism, and normally chooses to benefit from even negative feedback. That's what she suggests is a faith growth mindset. So one that thrives on challenges and trials, one that takes risks. Can you see how close that it is? Consider it pure joy when you face trials of any kind. Fascinating how human beings now taking the glory for what God wrote 2,000 years ago. Brilliant. So one that can handle criticism and normally chooses to benefit feedback. But that's a two mindsets she suggests. But I want to suggest there is a third one. There's a third one I'm calling the foxed mindset. So what's a foxed mindset? A mindset that's been invaded by little foxies, little negative thoughts, so much so that it is defeated, downcast, and can hardly believe anything good about itself or its world. It's a mindset that can't seem to think clearly or see any hope on the horizon. Some would use the words, that's when you've been possessed, but I'm not going there today. But a false mindset is a mindset where not only have you heard the voices, but the little foxies, the little negative thoughts, have taken over and bound you up. So it's a mindset that's been evaded by little foxies. Song of Solomon gives us great insight and great hope. We don't have to stay there. He says this brilliant thing in the Songs of Solomon 2:15: "Catch all the foxies." When was the last time you caught some foxes? Derek Cook saw one in a, a, a waters the other day. They put a picture. It was fabulous, fabulous picture of one. And I think you even see one on way to work, David. Is that right? My word. The very day I posted that on Facebook, you saw one on your way to work when you're cycling, and you've never seen one in 12 years. Ha-ha. Don't assume, because you ain't seen them, they haven't been there. And put little thoughts into your head. Catch all the little foxes. All the little negative thoughts the devil sends to ruin the vineyard of love. The Bible says, for the grapevines are blossoming. God wants your mind to be a beautiful grapevine that's blossoming. But guess what? The fox don't rest. He sends all these little foxes, I'm talking hundreds and thousands of times a day, to flip your mind into a negative fixed mindset. Great miracles are going to take place today because we're going to catch some foxies, We're going to kick some foxes out and we're going to move forward with the power of the Holy Spirit and leave this place faith-filled, growth-filled, and with your victor's crown on. Can we say amen? So the world is waiting up to the fact little children and this is something i want to announce it's really 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 current and exciting some of you how many people in this room could remember uh, a young lady in this town called gail penman gail i think that's her married name i've forgotten what her original name gail had a very fixed mindset in fact i would say she had a fox mindset 16 years of age she was the most violent young girl in this town i know her hobby was beating up sailors for whatever reason she's violent she was aggressive and god began to work in her and this week she was mentioned in parliament because her mindset has been so transformed through salvation through liberty church Discipline her and bring her through she is one of the leading voices in mental health in our country her mp is so impacted by the radical groundbreaking work she's doing in the schools he mentioned her in parliament this week not by name but he mentioned her in her great work she called me at the blue and i've never seen a transformed mindset like it she says jimmy do you think i should do this there is a movie called resilience it's a 60-minute documentary and I've got the chance to buy the rights to show that movie. I made a deal with her. I said, You book, you buy the movie, I'll book the audience. Let's do it. I'll just book it, and if nobody shows up, and somebody will pick up a tab, but we'll, we'll do it one way or another. Now, I'm going to show you a two minute clip from this movie. Because, and you talk to the average social worker or the average medical people, many people, they already know this stuff. but the problem is I want to get this stuff to parents and to teachers that don't necessarily have access to this kind of stuff, but it's brilliant. And what it is is showing some of the recent latest research on childhood traumas. Childhood traumas that have not been dealt with, their connection and serious illnesses like Alzheimer's and cancers and different things in later years. What they're saying is that you could forget the trauma but the body doesn't. And if the body, if that little fix begins to work in a child's mind in that trauma and it ain't fixed, the body remembers and the body will show up somewhere down the road. Man life when I saw this two minute clip, I thought even if ten percent of it's true, I'm going to book the audience cinema. Sit back and enjoy this two-minute clip. Thanks. We all like to think of childhood as this time of joy and innocence. But I mean, for many of us, it's just not true. When you grow up in these type of situations, it's not something you you talk about. I know I did it. The first thing that we found is that adverse childhood experiences are common. Ah, oh, you know, the kids are young. They don't know what's going on. They won't remember anyway. Well, the child may not remember, but the body remembers. There was this incredible G-whiz effect. You mean adverse childhood experiences cause heart disease and lung disease and liver and cancer? Exposure to trauma affects children's developing brains. The impact is on your behavior. It's on your heart. It's on your DNA. Like, how do you how do you deal with all that? I don't reach out because I'm not used to that. We have a whole new body of knowledge now that could open up what we have up till now been seen as intractable, unsolvable problems. No child should be punched or kicked. No No child should be punched or kicked. If you can get the science into the hands of the general population, they will invent very wise actions. Do you feel like any of the interventions have been making a difference? They've made all the difference in the world. It's there, it's possible. And a defeatist attitude is completely disconnected from what 21st century science is telling us. And we should be going after that like a bear. Gail isn't stupid. What she understands is that, you know, an amazing amount of work has been done with professionals, the care industry across the board. But she's starting up a new company called New Solutions because she's seen, imagine what happens when we introduce God's presence into that mix. And I was sharing this with some people in my missions team, Kingfisher Global Missions team, and a young lady called Esther Drup. Esther has an office in New York and she has one in Edinburgh. And what she does is produces software and educational materials. For anybody anywhere in the world that wants extra help, but can't afford a tutor. They got millions already on their books. And what Esther said to me is when I shared this, she piped up, she says, Jimmy, I'll never forget when I came to Jesus. i never forget when I got saved. And we had one of these meetings uh, about traumas. And I can remember this trauma at 12 and this one and this one. But I remember all changed one day when I was encouraged to revisit the trauma, but this time, look for Jesus. In that moment, I was supernaturally healed and transformed because I saw Jesus was there all the time. And though it didn't feel like it, and I didn't understand that, he was up to something good and the chaos, and I'm now living in the good of it. Let's give it up for the Lord Jesus Christ on that one. (laughs) The movie's going to be shown in the audience on the 14th of March, 6 o'clock, one-hour documentary. um, 16th of March is a Wednesday, 6 o'clock, one-hour documentary is 10 pounds. You don't have to decide today, but how many... Why don't you just quickly raise a hand if you just might be interested in seeing the rest of that movie. Very quickly. Because there's 103 tickets left. Okay. That's a good 30 plus people. Okay. How you do it, you go onto the Vine Church website, look for the resilience clip, and click on the little bit that says tickets and just get your ticket. Facebook page, sorry, it's the Vine Church Facebook page. You go to Facebook, if you're not on Facebook or if you don't know how to do that, just ask anyone of your friends got a computer, they will do it for you. You just go in there, click it fast, but we we only did 34 tickets sold to secure the cinema and the 34 tickets are already sold. So we've got the thing secured, but there's only 103 tickets left. i got teachers and business people coming in from Edinburgh and Gail herself is coming down with her legal team to be with us at this, and I want to encourage everybody, whoever they are, whatever walk of life, to get in there, because it's not just about, you know, helping little kiddies, and that's great. You're going to learn some things about yourself, because I honestly believe that when God said in his word, we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. I honestly believe that is a daily thing for the simple reason the fox never rests, and he will be on top of you the moment you have victory to fill your mind with these little foxes. So I want to quickly get us to three things. Three things. How do you shift from the fixed mindset, the fox mindset, to a faith growth mindset? How do you make that shift? Number one, Catch all the little foxes. Catch them. Now to do that, you've got to listen for the foxes' voice. The foxes, the devil's foxy voice always puts you down and never lifts you up. Always discourages and never encourages. Always makes you feel bad and never good. Always makes you feel condemned when Christ said there is no condemnation. Anytime you hear a voice that's condemning, crushing, bullying, putting down, discouraging, disappointing you, you've got the fox sending little foxies into his head, and you've got to get your double barrel shotgun and blow their butts off. I'm using that language because very simply, we're in a war. And if you just go through life, oh, well, you know, I won't, try playing that guitar again, I'm not good at that, I won't do that, I won't ski down that slope again because I want to do, you know, and the truth of the matter is I've met some of the best winners in life, but they've got a dreadful fixed mindset because they won't take any more risks. They will only, I challenged one player who was the top striker in the country at the time, why do you only play with one foot? Why do you only score one foot? Fixed mindset. Well, you're no good to me unless I get a goal from you the other foot. The following week, he scored on the best goals I've ever seen with the other foot. That's what you call a growth mindset. So, number one, learn to recognize. And before you leave this room, whenever you get a negative text or somebody lets you down or whatever, you know, the research is on the trauma. Little fox in your head, and he's going to switch you off, baby. He's going to switch off your hope. He switch off your joy. Switch off your energy. Switch off your health. What I'm excited about this is, the movie talks about the trauma. I want to suggest to you, it's the fox that comes after the trauma that does the damage. It's the little thought. It's the thought. The little foxes. Foxes take advantage of a trauma. So you're in a car crash. The car crash isn't the thing. It's the thought that instantly comes to you. I'll never forget climbing six feet high, scaffolding in Dunfernland Park with some kids, and a kid beside me said, I have a fear of heights. Boom! Innocent little fun. Immediately the fox said to me, so have you. Oh, have I? I never knew I've never, never had that fear of heights. For the next 15 years or so, I had incredible fear of heights until I got a new job. And in the interview, the man said, have you got a fear of heights? And I looked at the things he was looking at, and they were only six feet high. So I thought, no, I could climb that high. That's fine. That's fine. And the first week on the job, they handed me a leather helmet and a pair of rubber gloves. I said, okay, see that tower at King Cardin Bridge? It's 523 feet high. Go climb that and fix that light on the top. Holy Moses, I'm in trouble now. So I'm climbing that thing. They can do it in 20 minutes. That'd take me about 40 minutes to get 300 feet high. And I discovered something at 300 feet high on that bridge. Look closely, you might see the telegraph. You have a, a piece of metal around you, so if you fall, you're reasonably safe for the first 300 feet. But don't ask me why. But for the last 200 feet, there is no safety. And it's a straight ladder, not a sloping one. I don't get it. I don't get it because if you have cramp, it's good night, sweet Jesus. And when I was climbing that, I began to think how stupid it was to listen to that fox. Because when I got up there, 523 feet, I thought, you know, If you fall and die at six feet and you fall and die at 523 feet, there's no difference. The result's the same. So who gives a hoot? And from that moment on, that fox was dead. I absolutely love heights, even to this day. I love heights. I love balancing one leg and not wearing safety gear. Don't hit on me. Learn to recognize the fox. Says, don't try that thing again. You're past it. You blew it the last time. You don't want to take a risk again. You're going to get embarrassed if you do that thing. You're going to do that in Fox Public. I went into the new Pure Gym 7 o'clock the other morning and I had the thought. A thought came to me, let's have some fun. And the Fox was like, no, no, the coaches are busy. Don't interfere with them, blah, 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 blah. But I had some fun. I went up to the coaches and I said, how are you doing? This is he looking for a coach? I said, no, you are. Because you can fix the body, but my boss fixes the mind, body, and spirit. And you need a coach. He's one of the top coaches in the town. I wasn't home two hours. I got a text. Hey, can we talk? Can we talk? I need a coach. I need to go to the next level. For the simple reason, he's in a fixed mindset. Winning, but fixed. So number one, catch those little suckers. They come when you least expect it. It's not that negative text from Auntie Jeannie that said you're a plonker, that does the damage. That's not what does the damage. It's your response to Auntie Jeannie's text. When you say, oh, you're right, Auntie Jeannie, I've been a plonker for 10 years and I'm always been a plonker. That's the thing that does the damage, that little fox. So catch the foxes. The Bible puts it this way. Take captive every thought and make it submit to the Lord Jesus Christ. Come and say amen? Take that Foxy's biscuit and submit it to the bacon roll. Okay, here we go, guys. Number two. This is a 40 days of breakthrough in Divine Vine Church, 40 days of prayer. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. And I want to say something I'm doing again more recently. I did it in the past, and I've revived it. And, it, and it's the second one. The, the most powerful thing you could do to shift from a fixed, defeative mindset is pray the promises of God. Pray the Word of God. That all kinds of prayers that are effective, but when you pray a bacon roll, man, I'm telling you, you're stuffed with the power and the goodness and the life of Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you strongly to take the Word of God, The Bible says, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. I'm telling you now, in this life, at 66 coming up, I'm praying the word of God more, not because I'm strong, because I'm weak and I have to, but it works like incredible. I'll give you two or three examples I use, and and, and I, I do it every day because I have to, because my mind can gravitate so, so easily to fix fixed mindset, a defeatist mindset. It just naturally goes there. All it takes is the wrong text, the wrong email, whatever. But here we go. Psalm 71, 6. The day Michael and Hannah had the baby. Are they here? No, okay, that's fine. Bless them, great news. And um, they woke up with this. Upon you... I have relied. They prayed this. Brilliant. Prayed this maybe 10, 12 times within an hour. Upon you I have relied and been sustained from my birth. You are he who took me from my mother's womb. You have been my benefactor from thy day. My praise is continually of you. I also made a decision to read the Psalms a completely different way to have ever read them. I'm, not, I'm now not reading the Psalms to find out what to do. I'm reading the Psalms to find out what have I not been doing. (laughs) And it's brilliant. Try it. It's fantastic. And when I come across a word that says, my praise continually of you, I thought, I don't do that. I don't do that. My praise is not continuous all day of you. And then another bit in Psalm 71, it says, I will speak of your splendor all day long. I went, oh, brilliant, brilliant. Found another one. I don't do that. I don't do that. But if I want to develop the strongest faith growth mindset, I better get feeding on those bacon rolls fast. And so it's been great. I speak of your splendor all day long. And, and, and it's a weird thing that's going on, but it's brilliant. James 1 says this, consider it pure joy. That's where we started with. So when, when trials come, when difficulties come, that's when you're most vulnerable to the little foxies. And the only way to deal with the foxes is to cancel them, take them down with the power of God and submit them to the bread of life. Romans 8, 28. This is another one I pray. And you can think it's cliche, you can think it as this, but it's the word of God and it's anointed in his power to set you free. But to transform the mindset, maybe a hundred times a day I'll have to say this, but I do it. Romans 8, And we know that God causes all things, even trials, even chaos, he causes all things, all things, all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Psalm 136, I've got a contemporary version for you. This, I mean, if you read nothing else every day this week but this, I'll tell you what, you'll finish your week with the most amazing growth, healthy faith-based mindset ever. God's love never fails. One, three, six. It's a contemporary version. It says, "Praise the Lord; He's good. God's love never fails. Praise the God of gods; God's love never fails. Praise the Lord of lords; God's love never fails. Only God works great miracles. You imagine filling your spirit and your mind with this stuff? With wisdom, He's made the sky. His love never fails. He stretched the earth over the ocean. His love never fails. He made the bright lights in the sky. His love never fails. He let the sun rule each day. His love never fails. He lets the moon and the stars rule each night. His love never fails. And it just goes on and on and on for all of 25, 6 unbelievable verses. Brothers and sisters, the only person in the universe that's responsible for your spiritual condition is the one that talks back to you in the mirror every morning. And I wanna encourage you, rise up in the morning, take 100% responsibility for your faith and spiritual condition. Catch those little suckers, cast them out in Jesus' name. Feed your mind, feed your soul, feed your being on the living word of God and pray them into being. Pray them, just keep repeating them and praying them into being until one thing for those that study neuroplasticity suggest is that when there's an undealt trauma and you face a storm today, your response today is exactly the same response you Gave when you were seven years of age, if you have a fixed mindset, is that clear? You're still responding, you still go, Ah, oh, husband, you know, you stole my cake, Tommy Brown stole my bike when I was seven. You immediately go back because your mind is a loop that will keep going back and you will catch yourself. That's why you compare. That's why you're continually saying to your husband, Will you grow up for goodness sake? <laughs> I said, Tell my Davey Lythe was talking about Uganda. Sweetheart, do you think I should go? She said, You're retired for goodness sake. And I said, I said, hey, You're right, darling, because I still think I'm 19, you see. And I said, But I've no retired for Jesus, darling. So we're having one of these lovely, wee, romantic. Uh, arguments before I get up to preach and she, she keeps me right because I think I'm Superman but here's the thing here's the thing today God is going to step into your traumatic events he's going to heal them he's going to blow up that loop he's going to expose the fox and you're going to walk out here you're going to walk out here with a brand new faith-based growth mindset what was number one quickly catch the foxes you see how many folk were stuck in the fixed mindset i better not say it in case i get wrong <laughs> brilliant eh? brilliant <laughs> how many of you knew the answer but no danger were you going to see it out come on come on be honest come on how many knew the answer but you think no danger am i going to be a bigger plunker than that one that's sitting in front of me guys, and here's the last one, and it's a weird one, but I love it, and I got it for the queen, believe it or not, you know, my love's walking, watching all the queen things and that, royal things, that men are supposed to watch, but, I, I, you know, sometimes I don't get around to watching them all, but I put my head in the door, because I'm nosy, and I heard the queen sit with the crown jewels. Saying, Oh, when you wear this, you gotta keep your head up. Amen, son. Because if you put your head down, it's so heavy. It's so heavy. I don't remember if she said you'll break your neck or I'll just hurt your neck. One of the, one of the two, probably a, let's stick with hurt because I'm trying to not exaggerate these days. <laughs> it's brilliant. If you're making notes, here's the third one: to shift from a fixed mindset to a faith growth mindset. And most people, Scottish people, don't love this one too much, but it's a cracker. Jordan, anybody have heard of Professor John Jordan Peterson from Canada? One one guy, you got to Google this guy. This guy, you know. Christianity's is facing all kinds of things from Islam and LGBT and this and that. He's the most fearless, sound thinker I've come across in my life, who's unashamed and unafraid to say, well, you believe that, but here's what I believe. Boom. And, you know, there have been multiple attempts to sue him, kick him out of university. He's in the call face of Delhi University students, and he's winning the battle. Check him out, Dr. Jo- Jordan Peterson. Brilliant. But um, he's written a book called 12 Rules for Life. 12 Rules for Life. Rule number one. He says in his book, stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Because when you stand up and hold your head up high, your crown don't fall off. Show me a defeated person. I'll show you somebody with their head down. But you cannot keep your crown on unless you stand tall. And it's brilliant. And I honestly believe that one of the most overlooked things in the Bible is posture. Now, the devil loves posture because he loves to get everybody's head down and shoulders round loves posture and here's an interesting thing over 40 years of church life one thing visitors especially religious people have asked or struggle with is when you come into church they'll say why do people stand up and raise their hands high <laughs> why do people do that well let's go to the bible and find out why they do that there is a connection powerful spiritual connection between your body posture and victory and living a faith growth mindset. I dare anybody, I dare anybody to lift their head high and stay in depression for any more than 60 seconds. I dare anybody. Look high. The brain cannot access depression the same way when it's looking high than it does when it looks low. Hence why the Bible says, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Lift up your eyes to the hills. There is something powerful in this. Now, here we go. Lift up your heads. Psalm 24 says this. Lift up the ancient doors that the King of glory may come in. Now, when you feel like the biggest pile of mints when the fox is on your back, and you don't feel like nothing good, the best thing you could do is put yourself in a biblical posture. Stand tall, shoulders back, deep breathe, walk fast. Because you're sending a message to the world. It can, throw at it, what me, it can throw at me what it likes. But guess what? I'm standing tall because that's the only way to keep my crown on. And I'm letting every demon and every principality and every power on the earth know. I'm standing tall in the midst because my God causes all things to work for good to those who <laughs> trust him. Moses is winning the battle. And he gets tired and he sits down on a rock and his two neighbors Aaron and Har Both boys I think if you're allowed to still say that. A boy called Har. The two of them. Saw when his posture dropped. He's losing the battle. He's losing the battle. And they understood there's a connection between his posture and winning the spiritual battle. This has never been investigated enough, but it needs to be. Because when you put your posture in the place of faith, even when you're feeling the total pile of mints, you still, by faith, open up a way for the King of Glory to come in. And I'll let you into a secret the crown of glory is heavier than the crown jewels. When it showed up in the temples, they were flattened. The crown of glory, God's put on your head, is more power than any demon. The crown of glory is more victory in it. It's more joy in it. It's more love and peace in it. And when you put your head down, it falls off and you begin to lose the battle. And so Aaron and her got his arms, they couldn't get his whole body up, but they did the next best thing. They raised up his hands. They raised up his hands. And at at 66 years of age, I'm tempted, the little foxes come to me very often and say, hey, do you know what, son? You know, your days of dancing, your days of looking like Tom Jones, your days of doing all these crazy things, you know, you need to wise up a wee bit, son. And let these wee 15-year-olds jump about like a nanny goat. You need to go easy with that praising God and clamping And You need to just dial down a bit. Well, I tell you what, I'm no different to you. I have faced a million demons and a million discouragements, but I got news for the devil. I'm still standing. And I got my crown on. I got my crown on. And today, Jesus is here. He wants to come. And you know what? He wants to put your crown back on. I loved when Stephen got up this morning and began to take authority in the meeting. Guess why? Because he just put his crown back on. He doesn't even know, but I'm telling him. Let's stand together. We're going to sing that last song together. We're going to sing that crown song. Let's stand, and we've got to applaud the Lord Jesus Christ. He's here. Come on, let's applaud the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's hear. Now we're going to pray. If 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 uh, Mr. Leask, if you could just play something quietly on the keyboards, we're going to pray first, and then we're going to put our crowns back on. We're going to catch those little foxes—the ones that made you give up that sport 20 years ago, the ones that made you give up hope on that relationship 20 years ago, the ones that made you—you know—just just dial down. Elma's constantly, she does my feel. I'm in restaurants. She says, don't be so loud, Jimmy. And that's good advice. Because nothing worse than disturbing other people. But there's a time to be loud as well. And as we were worshiping, it said, shout your praise unto God. Come on, guys. Be honest. On 365 days a week, how many days of those would you say you honestly shout your praise to God? Come on. I'm talking shout. Like your mother when you broke the window. No talking, about, oh, sweetheart, go break another one. No. Your mum's name money, she's scant, and you broke the window and it's 40 quid. You'll hear her shout. But what about a shout of praise? What about when was the last time you got your lungs bursting with a shout of praise, as Stephen was encouraging us to do? Number one, catch the foxes. Number two, pray the bacon rolls. Number three, Come on, what is it? Stand tall. I was the smallest boy in the school called Wee Jimmy. It was never easy to stand tall, so I stood on the desk. No matter whether you're a little snitch or a giant, it's time to get the crowns back on, God. It's time to get the crowns on. It's time to get a growth mindset. It's time to turn every single foxy lie into a bacon roll. Let's lift our hands in prayer to receive from the Lord. If that's not too much for the human body, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, let's close every eye. Holy Spirit, take us back to those traumas. That seven year old, four year old, 12 year old, take us back. But this time, let us see Jesus. Let us see Jesus. He bled when we bled and he ached when we ached and he wept when we wept. Jesus was there and he's healing that childhood trauma right now with the power of the Holy Spirit. He's healing it right now. He's healing it right now. He only takes a second. Jesus is coming into every single childhood trauma right now with the love and the healing power of Jesus. He's touching that event. And all I want to ask you to do, look for Jesus. Look for Jesus in the event. He was there. He was carrying you. He said, I carried you from your mother's womb. And I've never dropped you one since. I'm still carrying you to this day unto victory into eternity, says the Lord. He's still carrying you. See Jesus carrying you. He's carrying you through the traumas. He's carrying you through the trials. And he's healing every trauma every sickness, every disease, we surrender it to Jesus Christ. And in this moment, in this moment, Jesus is touching your mindset and he's putting a seed in your brain of a brand spanking new healthy faith grow mindset. And all you need to do Is put your shoulders back, lift your head up high, breathe deep, and put your crown back on in this moment. Come on. You're a royal child of a royal king. We've had the devil's biscuits on our head long enough. But it's bacon roll time, guys. It's time the word of God comes and supernaturally see yourself in this moment. See yourself full of the anointing, full of the love of Jesus, full of the power of God, and feel the weight of that crown. Because when you stand tall and you lift your head, the King of Glory comes in. And in this moment, the King of Glory has come in right back into your circumstance, back into your discouragement, back into your defeat. The King of Glory has come right back in. And you got your crown back on your head held high if you don't know Jesus and you've never surrendered to the king and you'd like a crown today, you'd like the love of Jesus today, you'd love to start again, trauma has kept you back and a little bit bitter, disappointed fearful, scared but today you you go I want to know the king, I want to know Jesus I want to start again, if that's you with every eye closed, quickly raise your hand high I want to pray for you anybody in that place today yeah i want to come back to god i want to come back to faith i want to come back to jesus anybody just raise your right hand high your right hand high so i can see it i'm gonna pray for you i'm not gonna embarrass you i'm not gonna embarrass you I'm just gonna pray for you okay thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus we receive that in jesus name lord jesus forgive us for every sin lord i've blown it i've had multiple traumatic events It's caused me to be discouraged, depressed, sad. But today, the King of Glory comes in to my life. I give my life to you, Jesus. I invite you, King of Glory, come in. Make me born again. Help me to start again. And help me to live the rest of my life with a joy-filled growth mindset. Now, guys, I need help. Do you know preachers? Sometimes they just need a little help so as we're about to sing the the crown song when I count to three would you just take an imaginary crown stick your shoulders back, your head up and when I count to three just quickly, quickly but with strong faith put your crown of glory back on you can do it with one hand if you're holding a child whatever but let's get the crowns back on guys we've lived enough with the devil's foxies. come on, no more foxies, biscuits, biscuits no more Back and roll time. So one, two, three, boom, boom, boom. Come on!